Hello and good morning to you, my beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chida Jacob. I'm already too excited in my spirit to fellowship with you this morning in and with the world. Welcome. Father, we thank you today. We give you praise and we give you glory. We are so confident that we have a father who is so good that even while we are asleep, you watch over us, you bless us, you prosper us, you've made a way for all things to work together for our good. Daddy, we are indeed grateful. Thank you for all things. We acknowledge that we are all that your word say we are. We have all your word say we have. We will do all your word says we will do. Thank you, precious Father. And all shall be to your own glory. Thank you for the work, the perfect work that you have accomplished in Christ to make us one with him. That in him we can truly say we and our Father, we are one. Thank you, precious Lord, for all that you've done. Thank you for your word. Thank you for revelation. Thank you for blessing us with understanding. Thank you for pulling us into this light. We give you all the praise and all the glory. Thank you for all that you have done. And everyone who prayed with me this morning, we shout aloud, Amen. And Amen and Amen. Praise God. Again, today I'm going to continue reading 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. And let me remind you of some of the things I have said already. If you are part of this ministry, whether you are here in Abuja or you're following us anywhere in the world, or you are just following this message, I need you to note that the scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, the whole entire chapter is our foundation, is our belief when it comes to money, when it comes to giving, when it comes to receiving. It is the spirit in this verse it is the spirit in this chapter that we desire to walk in and to walk through. And so when you think about us, when you think about the ministry, when you think about giving, this should be your foundation. You can go back and revisit over and over and over again. So when you think about money, when you think about making money, earning money, don't forget the spirit here is our spirit. That's what we want to work with. That's how we want to operate. And that's how we want to do it. You've got to see yourself in this reality. Praise God. So many things to say this morning. So I will go ahead and start from verse number six, second Corinthians chapter nine from verse number six. I just realized that yesterday I was reading another translation. So let me jump straight to the TPT. You know the background already. Brother Paul was writing to the church in Corinth, telling them, hey guys, I have boasted that you are willing givers. So I'm sending these brothers ahead of time to let you know so that these people that I'm boasting to will not come and then you are a disappointment. It's not, it is not because I believe you'll be, but I just want to put you on notice. Praise God. So as a pretext, let me read verse number five first. It says, that's why I have requested that the brothers come before I do and make arrangements in advance for the substantial offering that you pledge 
Watch this. Substantial offering. Not small offering. Substantial offering you pledge. Then it will be seen as a matter of generosity and not under pressure or something you felt forced to do. I need to read that again. The reason he's writing is not because you're not going to give. But I don't want to come and start talking too much so that it wouldn't look like you are giving because I'm talking, because I'm putting you under pressure. No, when it comes to that time, you guys just joyfully notice this. He is concerned not just that they are giving, but the spirit with which they are giving. Let me repeat. He is concerned not just that they are giving, but he is concerned about the spirit with which they are giving. I was having a conversation with someone yesterday and I was telling this person, I prefer when people do things from their spirit. So I am not only interested in how people serve in church or what people do in church. I'm also concerned about the spirit with which they do it. And that's exactly what brother Paul was trying to do here. He wasn't writing to them because he was afraid that they won't give. No, he didn't want to come and start to talk back and forth. Then it would look like they are giving because they are forced to. When it comes to that time, you just wake, you just rise up and do as you have always done. Praise God. I want you to note that very carefully. And this is also important to me. I want people to serve. I want them to give. I want them to do things. But I'm also very concerned about the spirit with which they do it. Now, let me take a little detour before I read verse number six. I've been explaining to them this week what my gospel does. And please understand this. You can be in a church and convince yourself that you're a giver. But you're actually very stingy and let me let me explain that if you're in a place where you've been told that if you don't give god will curse you if you don't give you will go to hell now you are giving watch this you are giving not really because you have a generous spirit but you are giving because you are afraid now watch this very carefully when they ask givers you will raise your hand up as a giver but in the eyes of god you are never a giver don't forget that god is spirit he deals with us in our spirit you are full of stinginess in your spirit in fact the only reason that you are giving is because you think that if you give god will just return to you like that there's no love in your heart there's no concern in your heart you are just giving as a transaction there's no relationship and this is what the church did to damage people's mind they give because number one they are afraid they fear the consequences of not giving so when you ask them who are givers they will lift their hand up even the pastor can mark them as givers but in the eyes of god they are not because their spirit is full of stinginess in fact the only reason they are giving is so that they can get beloved that is not us that is not who we are god is interested in you giving but more interested from the generosity of your heart and you're going to see that right away so what does my gospel do my gospel comes and it says to you god will not kill you if you don't give god will not curse you if you don't give now the true nature of who you are shows up 
you stop giving why you because you have a stingy spirit now you don't give you don't think about giving because i have said to you that god will not curse you which is true and that truth will never change god will not send you to hell because you didn't give god forbid god will never ever do that now when you hear me say that you stopped giving now the gospel has done perfect work in you because it has revealed to you what exactly is in your spirit praise god now that you are not giving you can no longer lift up your hand and call yourself a giver because you know who you are you know what you're doing now the next level is this we don't get upset that you're not giving we don't preach against you because you're not giving no we trust the word of god to continue to come until your spirit opens up praise god amen and amen don't forget beloved i've said this many times let me say it again god works with us on the inside and i need you to understand this so in order to help them understand what i just explained now apostle paul goes on in verse number six he says here is my point a stingy sower will reap a meager harvest watch what he said it's not about the quantity it is about the spirit a stingy sower don't forget this person is sowing but they are sowing out of a stingy spirit again this person is also a sower because he says a stingy sower it's not like this person is not sowing this person may actually give more but what is important is what is in your spirit it says a stingy sower don't forget this sower is also sowing but their stinginess in their spirit it says a stingy sower will reap a meager harvest so watch this who is it that controls the harvest here is it god or from the spirit with which you are sowing beloved it is from the spirit from which you are sowing you are the one controlling the harvest here's what it says a stingy sower will reap a meager harvest but the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest praise god don't forget if your spirit is generous if you have generosity in your spirit that generosity follows everything that you do those things that you do produce more abundant fruit don't forget what is inside of you is what you give out please understand this what is inside of your spirit is what you give out you sow from a generous spirit that generosity follows your fruit if you sow from a stingy spirit the same thing happens watch this again who is it that controls the harvest is it god or from the spirit inside of us again beloved is it making sense to you again why jesus says that fruitfulness comes from where from the inside of us and i believe and i know that there's no one who believes my gospel who accepts the message that will preach who will come into a stingy spirit that's fine it is okay that you can be operating in that spirit now because you are still a child you don't understand yet and we don't preach against you we don't hate you in fact we give you if we have to give to you 
and trusting not in your ability but in the power of the word of God to unlock your spirit so that generosity because God has given us so generously so that we can also emulate the same example praise God amen and amen now verse number seven he says let giving flow from your heart now watch this let giving flow from your heart again let giving flow from your heart don't forget this thing here is not necessarily about the quantity it's about the generosity of our spirit that's what apostle paul is hammering on here they were going to give substantial offering which is good that is also part of generosity but the most important emphasis of this scripture is the generosity of our heart. And if you have a generous spirit, it opens up your spirit for many things. Don't forget, a generous spirit is a spirit that is full of abundance, not the one that is full of lack or need. Or the one that says, oh no, don't talk about money because money is bad. Let's just be managing with one 1,000. Don't talk about too much money because too much money is bad. If that is in your spirit and you are listening to this message, may you be delivered. That is an error. That is an absolute total error. And again, if we live in a country like this, where 1,000 naira, 1,500 naira, 2,000 naira is the difference between life and death, where having a car can save a pregnant woman because you are the only one who has a car in your compound, where you can look at the children around, you're a blessing to them. If you don't see the need to want to help out, the need to want to minister to people, then sir, ma, bro, sis, go back again and try to understand the basic of the gospel. There's no love that does not give. There's no love that does not care. If we come to the place when we feel that we're so calm and cool now and then the things around us especially inside of the church the condition of our fellow believers does not concern us that right there is an absolute error praise god amen and amen verse number seven again let giving flow from your heart don't forget not from a sense of religious duty. Now, this is what I avoid. I have avoided this by the grace of God from the first day we started this ministry. The first ever meeting we had when we were about to start this ministry, the first ever meeting we had, I told those guys, any day you receive a text from me that says to you, God is angry at you because you are not serving, come and serve or God will kill you, just remind me that I have missed my calling. They were shocked because they never heard anybody say that before. They never had, they have been in church, born in church. They've never, I could see the shock on their faces. I said, any day you receive a test or a call from me to say to you, God is angry at you. You have disappointed God. You have frustrated God because you are not serving. Just remind me that I've missed my calling. I don't want people to live and do things out of religious duty or religious obligation is got to flow from their heart praise god and by the grace of god that's what is happening in this ministry this is the church where there are no workers we don't have workers we don't have workers department in the church from the beginning till now if we come to the church and we want to clean everybody cleans i cleaned the church this last sunday i still wash toilet i still clean the toilet myself 
we come to the church, everybody walks. We put our hand together and we do what needs to be done. Many of the things that was put in place in church is because they are slaves. Remember, as slaves, you have to mandate them. You have to force them. You have to drive them. You have to terrify them. And then what they do, they do out of religious duty. Whether it is giving, whether it is serving in church, no. Every gift, whether it is money, whether it is time, whether it is contributing our talent, must flow from our heart. What is heart here? It must flow from a place of love. Praise God. Amen and amen. And I'm quick to tell anybody, if this is a problem for you, if cleaning is a problem for you, don't clean. Don't even bother about cleaning. What's going to happen is that you step into the church and you see that the place is clean. We got to do it. Praise God. Amen and amen. Here's what he says. Let it spring up freely from the joy of giving. What is driving you here is the joy of giving. He say why? Because God loves hilarious generosity. Again, let it spring up freely from the joy of giving, from the joy of serving. It gladdens my heart that we serve the people, that we make the place comfortable for them, that we take extra measures to make sure that everybody is okay, that we preach to them the word of truth that will help their life. If we have to give them, we give them. If we have to feed them, we feed them. Praise God. The Bible says, let it spring up freely. Don't forget again, freely from the joy of giving all because God loves hilarious generosity. You know what? Because that is who he is. That is the nature of our father. Everything he has done for us, he has done from the place of his heart. Praise God. Everything he has done, he has done from the place of his heart. He loves to give. He is love himself. And everything he does is an expression of that love. And that's what this place is talking about. The love in my heart that makes me to desire to have more, to have more so that I can minister to more, so that I can help out more people. Praise God. Verse number eight says, yes. Now, this is the core verse. I'm going to read it now and I will hammer on it tomorrow. This verse is our verse. This is our verse. When we began this church, I wrote this verse down over and over and over again. For the fact that it's coming back now is not a mistake. It's not an accident. I remember I wrote this verse down for this ministry when we began. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 8. You need to know this one, eternalize it, speak it over yourself, turn it into your thoughts and the words of your prayer. Here is what it says. Yes, God is more than ready. Again, God is more than ready. It's not that we make him ready. He is not just ready, but he is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace. Listen, let me tell you, this grace here is not saving grace. This grace here is the ability to make, to produce, ability to make money, ability to produce good works, ability to do good things. Again, it says God is more than ready to not to give. Beloved, 
Watch the language of the scripture. There's no stinginess. There's no meagerness. Everything is extravagant. He says he is more than ready not to give you, but to overwhelm you. Glory to Jesus. He is more than ready not to give you, but to overwhelm you. You know, say there is giving, but you know, say there's an overwhelming. Praise God. Every time when he talks about the nature of God is extravagant. His love is extravagant. The righteousness that he gave us, no, they finish. The life that he gave us is eternal life. He loves us so extravagantly that that love does not change. Praise God. We can never exhaust his love. We can never exhaust his mercy. The Bible says they are new every morning. And here it says, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace hallelujah why is that why is that what is the reason for that he says so that you will have again so that you will have more than enough of everything again more than enough not just managing to survive not just struggling to survive. I have said to people over and over again, I don't need a faith to dodge my landlord. No, I want to use my faith to pay my rent before it is due. It is a matter of honor. It's a matter of integrity. It's how we ought to live our lives. I don't need miracle to dodge my landlord. No, I need to see him face to face. He needs to look at all the tenants in the house. He said, this man is a good man. Don't forget, he who built the house has spent, he has made an investment. When we pay our rent as at when due, that is a matter of integrity. Praise God. Watch this very carefully. Yes, God is more than ready. Again, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have again so that you will have more than enough of everything everything more than enough of everything beloved take this scripture chop and weigh well eat and weigh well let it overwhelm your consciousness let your spirit see yourself in this reality. It doesn't matter what level you are now. First of all, don't forget, everything comes from the inside of us. This is the generosity of our spirit. He says you will have more than enough. You look at yourself and say, thank you, Father. I always have more than enough. This is my reality. That's what you speak forth all the time. Now watch this. He did not only say more than enough of everything, but it also says every moment and in every way. Again, I've gone beyond my time. So I'm not going to keep explaining this because it will go further. I will take it again tomorrow. Please take your time. Read the scripture again. Don't forget more than enough of everything. Not once in a while. Every moment and in how in every way. He will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing that you do. Let me stop here. I will come back to you again tomorrow. Please, beloved, enjoy your day. Enjoy the beauty and the grace of this day. And I decree over you 
that everything good, everything wonderful, everything merciful, everything kind, everything precious, everything magnificent, everything real is coming your way. Good things come your way. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Good things are coming your way. Abundant things, excellent things, wonderful things, things that demonstrate the kindness, goodness, and mercy of our Father is coming your way in the name of of Jesus. Please, as you're enjoying all this, don't forget this morning you have been served. Shalom.